I feel like our customer service, I mean, I don't really want to, we try our best. To yeah, be. we try, we really try. And I think that, that helps as well, yeah. doesn't it? Because there's a lot of other places that sometimes you can't even get hold of the, the yeah. companies. You know, so I think that's a massive difference as well. If people know they can trust you. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, they panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are excited to have a brand from the UK. The name of the brand is Pink Fishes. Yes, they are a lash brand. That's not what you're going to first think when you hear the name. But once you get to know them and you get to hear their story and how they built their brand and all that stuff about them... Pink Fishes, next time you hear that word, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's that lash brand from the U.K. They're actually one of the biggest lash brands in the U.K. They're quickly growing. They've been around since 2017. The owners are Tina and Annie, and they are sweethearts, and we really enjoy just sitting down and talking about building a brand. And for those of you who are thinking about building a brand, or maybe you currently are and you're struggling, I think you're going to find their story extremely encouraging because they really go into what it was like, the struggles, kind of overcoming their unique name, really, because at first it's been both a blessing and it's, I think, difficult at times to communicate that we're a lash brand when your name is Pinkfishes, right? But at the same time, it stands out and their colors are really vibrant and cool. So, anyhow, they're going to talk about that and then we're also going to talk about partnerships because some of you out there probably think, if I just had a partner, it'd be so much easier. And while some of that maybe is true, but it's, also, there's other problems you have to deal with when you have a partner that maybe actually make it more difficult. So we're going to talk about partnerships and really some of the things that they struggle when building this brand. And hopefully you're going to find it very inspiring and helpful for all of those. And those of you who are just lash artists, I think it's always fun to get a little peek behind the curtain. What's it like to be a lash brand? What's it like for them? How did they get there? How did they do it? And Tina and Annie are really just open book about everything. So it's a good episode to sit in and listen and learn about building a brand. Well, before we get into that, though, we have, as always, announcements. It's time for announcements, announcements, announcements. Today, we have only one thing. Well, one thing and a half, we'll call. The first thing is LashCon. We have LashCon tickets. They go up in price in one week. On the 29th of July, they're going up $100. You do not want to wait till then to pay for your ticket and pay an extra 100 for no reason. If you're coming to LashCon... Go buy your ticket today. Don't wait. Just do it. Get it over with. You will love it. And by the way, the number one thing I hear, I just don't know if I want to go because I don't know anyone. I know probably half our audience right now is thinking that, going, well, I really want to go to LashCon, but man, I'm scared. It's making me nervous. It's okay. You are in good company. Almost everyone that's ever come to LashCon came alone. And everyone that I've met from LashCon walked away happy 
because they made a bunch of new friends. We've set up a lot of ways for you to connect. We have games. We have our app. We have networking situations where we're going to get you to meet new people. We actually have a lunch buddy system. So if you come and you have no friends there and you don't know who to go eat with, don't worry. We have a person you can go meet with, and she groups up some of the gals and gets you connected, and you guys go off together and have lunch. So we do a lot of things to try to connect you with other people. So don't let fear be the reason why you're not coming. It's okay to be afraid. You can't change that, but walk through that fear knowing that there are good people here at LashCon ready to welcome you in and get you to be part of your Lash family. You just got to put yourself out a little bit. I remember one time back in 2019, a person told me they, they didn't like LashCon because it was super unfriendly. And so I reached out to her and I asked for her experience. She said, well, I sat in the back of the room. I came late because I was scared. So I always come in late after everything starts, sat down and I left before the program ended. <laughs> and she left and went up to her room and she said, yeah, I just went to my room, sat in there. And I was like, so you pretty much made no room to meet anyone. And she was like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a rec I'm kind of a recluse and I don't, I'm socially awkward. And I don't like, like talking to people, which I get. It's not easy for everyone. Some people it's very difficult, but she really pretty much admitted, like I did everything I, in my power to make sure no one talked to me. So that's, they can happen at LashCon, all right? But if you come with an open heart and just ready to meet some people, talk to some people, uh, just put yourself out there just a tiny bit, you'll be amazed how many people will reach out, grab you, and pull you in and welcome you into their community. So don't let that be the one reason why you don't come. Hey, I understand. If you don't have the money, don't come. Don't go into great debt to come into LashCon. But if you have the means, you have the time, don't let that fear be the reason, okay? So that's all for LashCon. The last year awards are also on sale. As you hopefully you guys know, we had an episode all about it. You have a few weeks still to fill out your applications. It's only $75 and the upside is huge, right? It's not just the fact that you could win and be honored by the Lash community is one of the best in the industry for your business skills, but also it's a chance for you to really evaluate your business and look at it more closely so that you can hopefully find ways to improve and grow your business. That's really at the heart of what we want to do is help more people be critical in a good way towards their business so that they could grow it. And the last year awards is a great way to do it. It's going to ask you questions to make you think through your business, make you think through your customer service, your training and all that so that hopefully you'll be a better business next year. So go to the show notes and click on the link there or go to Instagram or go to lashcastproductions.com or to lashconference.com and click on tickets and then you'll see in that area the lashy tickets any one of those ways and you will be able to click and get in today but don't wait the last second for this you want to have at least one night to sit down write these essays out so go sign up today 75 bucks and the upside is insane right Okay, I'm trying to think of anything else. Well, we will have a couple of trains later this year. We don't have the exact times or dates. So if you've been wanting to get into one of Tustin's trainings, November, December are the dates that we're looking at. And hopefully we'll have those that information up in August sometime. All right, so let's get into our interview now where we sit down with Tina and Annie and talk what it was like for them to build their brand, Pink Fishes. Hey, Smart Cookies, we are coming to you from the LashCast studio and so excited to have two guests with us, Annie Jardine and Tina Bully from Pink Fishes, all the way from the UK. Yeah. They're one of the biggest brands in the UK and they are here to tell us their story and their journey. So welcome, Annie and Tina. 
Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for staying up because yeah. I know that you're uh, nine hours ahead. Yeah. So they're ahead in the future right now. We are talking to the future. <laughs> so anyhow, what we want to do is because a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are in the states. We do have people in the UK, but really our primary audience is in the states. And so they may not have heard of you. In fact, we first met your brand at Lash Fest in at, Toronto. In Toronto. Yeah, and it, I love the branding. I love the colors. It's it's cute. Yeah, so we thought it'd be great to have you on to kind of let people see what across the pond, and also for our UK audience, in case they don't know. But I'm have a feeling people in the UK know who you are. But at least in the United States, it'll kind of open up and introduce you. Yeah, introduce you. It's so, your debut. <laughs> exactly. So maybe you can start with telling us a little bit about yourselves, your background, how you got in the lashes, and all that. Okay, so I'm Tina. I'm the older one out of Annie and I, and basically Annie and I met in. 2010 and um, I had a beauty salon shop and Annie came on board she was really young then and I remember the first day she came in she got interviewed and I think I was oh, walking God. outside with the mop and bucket and she said to our manager at the time is that the cleaner and obviously, <laughs> um, I think we clicked from then on to be fair yeah you actually run in the marathon weren't you I was yeah yeah so I, I was a bit break <laughs> yeah we then worked together for quite a few years and then Annie left to, um, she wanted to fly around the world with BA. Yeah, so I joined, um, obviously BA as Tina just said. What's BA? Um, Sorry. British Airways. Oh, British Airways. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Or cabin crew, as they now say, to go and see a bit of the world, came over to your area quite a few times as well, which was lovely. And yeah, but I kind of never stopped doing my lashes and my beauty yeah. in between did I so that's how we ended up and then back. and then it was really funny I'd gone away on holiday I was with I've got three boys um I was on holiday and Annie rang me out the blue I think I was in Egypt and yeah, she said were. um you know we talked about doing a business and I said oh yeah yeah she said shall we do it and I was like I think that's a really good idea didn't really put much into it by this time we've both done teacher training hadn't we we've, we've already learned our yeah we were going to do this company a long long time ago, yeah weren't we and then um, the truth is I lost my mum. So my mum um, was part of my journey. And it's really strange because my mum brought Annie and I together because we worked on different shifts. Mum and I both owned, a, uh, owned the salon and Annie and I would split and do different shifts. And it was so, Annie didn't realise, but she was 18 or 19. And at that time in my life, to have somebody telling me funny stories about my mum was just amazing. And I don't think you realise how much joy mm. she gave to me at the time. And then obviously we became closer and closer and then we decided to set this company up and it was originally going to be, we live in Brentwood in Essex, and it was going to be Brentwood Beauty Supplies, BBS. We had all the logo done, we mm. bought the domain name and then we just thought this is just something small we're going to do. And then my partner said to me, why don't you go think global, not local? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, you need to be called Green Frogs. I was like, <laughs> anyway, I said to him and this went I don't on like the, frogs as a rule, yeah anyway, green frogs I'm honest. thinking how are women going to relate to green frogs and he was trying to make me think out of the box uh. we were, you know Brentwood beauty surprise and we would be local and it went on and on for months and then one morning I woke up and I rung Annie and I went Annie what about pink fish and we couldn't get our heads around it still and then we looked up we couldn't buy it and then it was pink fishes and I'm going to be honest it was the best thing we've ever done uh. and then all the colours, we wanted to be vibrant, we wanted to be different, we wanted to be fun, didn't we? And yeah, we that's how it all started. It was just like, I don't even know how it happened. It just, you know, when things just fall into place and mm. 
how it happened, didn't yeah. it, really? It was just... It's um, always quite nice as well, because I think where it's such an abstract, random name, yeah. we always get asked, where did it come from and all the rest of it? But I feel like people kind of remember us because they're like, oh, you know the fish brand? Yeah, the fish brand. The pink fish brand or... <laughs> Yeah, it just doesn't. It, I mean, normally you name a company, and and what you can name is you can know what it means. Obviously, pink fishes. We could be, haven't we? We've been asked for fish. Amazing. Do we do this? You know, we, sushi. You guys are a big sushi company. <laughs> well, your branding is cute. It's like turquoise and bright pink, and it's bubbly. It's fun. It has bubbles in it. You know, we wanted to bring the fun. And um, the funniest thing is, when Annie and I started, we tell this story a lot. And um, it was only going to be us two. And uh, we started in a dining room and then we upgraded, didn't we, to a lounge. That was good fun. And then we went from a lounge to a double garage. And that year we went to Olympia, didn't we, Annie? And we've seen all these people, overwhelming, fantastic. We had a stilt walker there. We had drag queens. We had candy floss. We thought we'd come and just have fun, really, and we really did. And all these people are saying, well, where are you located? And we didn't want to say in a garage in my garden. <laughs> you know? We get home that night and we're like, so that really, my did that happen? So did that really happen? And then I think from there it just got bigger and then we got a unit. And then we just, it's really weird because we never had a plan really, did we? We no. just wanted to see where we'd both go. I'm a mum of three children. Annie's kind of single. She's married now. So we were just having some fun really. And then I don't even know how it happened. You know, I look back no. now and want to pinch myself because we had a lot of people behind us. I mean, my partner was great, wasn't yeah. he, Jason? He was always supporting us. And, and he's, you know, we had so many different friends around us who were like, don't do this, do that. And we're like, sorry? It, it just went on and on and on, to be fair. And as it does now, we're still yeah. learning now. Every day is mm-hmm. it's a new day. It really is. I have a question. Let me back up just a little bit here. <laughs> when you had the salon and you were working, were you ever lash artists or were you beauty therapists? Here we call them estheticians, but what was your role in the salon? Yes, I was a fully trained uh, beautician, but I trained in eyelash extensions in 2007. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. With a company called, I think they've changed names now. They were called Lash Perfect at the time. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so I trained in 2007 with them and I was at another salon, brought it into your salon. Because it wasn't big then. It wasn't really, was it? We yeah, wasn't really the salon didn't really there. do much, did it? And then no. I kind of brought a whole new spin to the salon and then all of a sudden it became really popular. So you were kind of the lightning rod that got the salon to start looking at lashes and get and all that. Oh, that's cool. So you were an innovator. <laughs> I mean, it's quite something. Each week I'd have a different glue, a different lash brand and Another try. I was so always trying something, and mm. I obviously didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was just going going with her, to be fair. When I, yeah, it's funny, really, wasn't it? So the transition between salon and then I guess Annie went and was the, we say flight attendant or. I just want to interject yeah. here. We have that in common, Annie. I used to be a flight attendant too, or cabin crew. Yeah. So. It was a domestic line called Reno Air. It American. got bought out by American. It was like a rival to Southwest. Yeah. So, uh, short little jobs. Yeah, so fun. Yeah, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, Tush, you both have been worked in the world of airlines. So. Well, it was great because it really did give me, in terms of, you know, structure, you, you definitely had to have a people and personality. You definitely had to be firm. Um, and you definitely had to follow, like, federal guidelines, you know. Um, and there was an order to things, which really taught me a lot. So, I don't know if you got anything from it, too. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely got a lot of things, Botox being one of them. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was um, it was definitely an interesting time in my life yeah. doing that. And then, um, you met some 
met some that. amazing people. Yeah, don't regret. And then you guys started your brand in 2017, is that right? That's the year you guys decided to find launch Pink Fishes. And for you, what was it that, what was the impetus? Because you said you thought about doing it, but what finally got you over that hump? Because I know there's a lot of people listening right now are like, I like to have my own brand, but they haven't made that decision. What was it for you guys that made you finally make that turn and, and, and do it? Well, I think Annie had left the salon at that point. Um, I then sold the salon because I just thought I'd done five years without my mum and I just thought, you know what, I've done a proud and now I felt like it was mm-hmm. the right time to leave. And at that point, we were going to go into sort of selling wax pots and <laughs> all beauty supplies. You know, okay. we were like, we, would, we, we were going to be beauty you know, supplies. Yeah. yeah. And then when I was doing my flying in between, I was kind of really struggling with certain products and all the rest of it going all over the world. Obviously, I take them, do them for my colleagues yeah. in hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. I just really struggled to find the right products. So it was kind of us. I, I, I rang you, didn't I? And I was just like, we really need to find something a whole range of stuff that we mm. can try and get to suit everyone. Mm-hmm. So we just started doing as much research as we could. It took about we? a year. So uh, one thing I'll say to people is, is, if not over. Yeah, so Annie and I never gave our jobs up. Um, I, I was a consultant at the time. Annie Annie was flying for VA. And what we used to do is, obviously, Annie, you know, Annie flew all different hours. So we would get together five or six hours a day. And we were doing this for about a year. And thank God I had a partner who was supporting me and you had quite a good job. So it took forever because mm. we were trying examples. And I think if you're going to do something like this, you need to know what you're letting yourself in for. And it's not a five-minute job because we tried so many, oh, didn't gosh, we? Oh, gosh, not only that, it's the supplies you really yeah, need to try. everything is money. At the end of the day, you can get some brilliant supplies. You can also get some really yeah. not good ones. <laughs> and yeah. on what you want your name to so yeah. it's not just so it was the- really long and then testing them testing the glues it was a massive process and I remember on the day we launched and we sat there didn't we and we was like right here we go and we sat there for an hour and no orders we're looking at each other and then my friend brought something then my friend thought that and then we had the next three months of Every time we had an order, we'd ring a bell and we used to get up and do a dance. <laughs> like we'd be like, we had, we had like fishies dance because we'd like, oh, yes. Annie, you know, we've got another order because, you, you know, it was new for us. And yeah. then the bell's gone now. I don't know if I'm sad or not, <laughs> but it just went on and on, didn't it? And then bringing new stuff in. But it, it's hard work. Yeah. And you've got to give it, I mean, all the lash brands you speak to, you've got to give it everything. And, yeah, you, yeah. you you've got to keep times and yeah so can i ask you what your biggest sellers are in your line flash wise i'm definitely going to say our russian and mega yeah. volume lashes are probably the, the most popular the mm-hmm. o3s and fives really, our easy times are really popular yeah they're although good. i haven't said that our primates i feel like primates are becoming more of a a popular trend oh, yeah. now so you are seeing that because that's one of the things that i've seen from other people in the uk notice like america seems like Pre-mates, pro-mates, or just everyone's, that's all people are getting now. It's like 50% of the, of the last artists are totally in love with it or more. But the UK was, I got a sense, it was a much slower adapt. People are adapting to it slower because it's so expensive. And because price points are lower in the UK, people are like, I can't really afford to spend that much on lashes. But you still, you said that you've seen still a move in pro-mates becoming more, I guess, received. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot more people that aren't willing to pay the prices for the primates. Obviously, they take a lot more manufacturing, don't they? But we have noticed a real increase in it, haven't we? And not only that, I personally like them as well. Obviously, where I hand make 
fans since 2007, I know the so well and I love them, but you do become a little bit lazy, don't you? And I don't even know if it's lazy that you should say, but you yeah. they just create beautiful sets of lashes. It's quicker, isn't it? It's quicker. It's, it's quicker, yeah. 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 Plus, it's been doing it since what 2017. Or? Yeah, 2017, and I was really resistant because I didn't ever like the technique of handmaking. I didn't want to master that, but I just find it so easy. Like if I'm buying vegetables from the grocery store, I'd rather buy them pre-cut. You know, <laughs> it's just so much easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. On that. in particular, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Now, I will say for branding, one of the things I did appreciate about you guys, and I think for people looking to you hopefully find inspiration that you, you don't have to call your brand lashes like blank lashes 95 percent of all lash brands have lash in their name and you guys didn't do you feel like you had to overcome obstacles because of that or do you think that created more curiosity because they see the name the logo how do you I think mean, you overcame the branding where yeah i think Hanny's right both i mean i'm so glad we're not green folks and i've got to sit here <laughs> and say to you oh, well um i think we've had quite a lot of articles wrote about us because people want to know the story. Mm. But on the other hand, you could go somewhere and pink fishes, it means nothing. Yeah. Um, it, people don't know what's inside. So I think it's been I think it's curious. I think now we're yeah. we're at stage I'd like to think where where you would, you know, lash text and people might know pink fishes, but yeah, and I think it's something you don't forget, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, it, we wanted to be different, <laughs> but yeah, we have the whole thing. I think we have had to come across a few people saying, "Oh, that's a bit of a silly name." Yeah, it? we've had that as well. But yeah. you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, I think you make the brand, and then it becomes kind of a trademark. And I think the the silliness and the irreverence of it it adds to the charm. I disagree with him. <laughs> yeah, I think any brand, when you think about it, in the end, it's about establishing, like Nike is iconic now, but it's not, you didn't, when you first probably heard Nike back, you know, in the 70s or 80s, when I think when they started, that name meant nothing to anyone. You see Nike, like, you didn't think shoes. You just thought Nike. Or, well, or, I think Nike was named after a Greek goddess or, or something. Or Nike. You probably see it and go, oh, Nike. look at Nike. I thought Nike. it was Nike. Yeah, yeah, there's Nike. And you didn't realize that's not the way you pronounce it. So I, I think it's really about what you do with your brand and how you go out there. So I remember when we first saw you at Lash Fest, and I saw your colors, and you did stand out. It was like, oh, my gosh, look at that really different. And I, It was honest, different. I actually thought, do they do lashes? Because I know maybe. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't see. I mean, I saw after I quickly looked, I saw, oh, there's lash trains. I was on like, oh, is it like a skincare thing? Is it like a primer kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. So I do think there's benefits there where it creates a little intrigue. Intrigue. It draws you in and then people find out. And obviously you guys are very sweet and you guys have a fun looking brand. So I think you can attract people that way. So I, like you said, I think it is a two edged thing. It could, I'm sure some people look at it and go, oh, I don't know what that is. Move on. But I think others will be like, oh. <laughs> well, can we talk a little bit about, like you said in the beginning, it was just going to be local, Brentwood, but now that... I mean, now can, you're at Lashcon, by yeah, the way. <laughs> can you talk about your global outreach? Well, what took you that direction, I guess? Yeah. How did you go from just wanting to be a local, regional thing to doing something more big? Because obviously that takes a lot more work and time. Yeah, yeah, no, it did. I think it was my partner, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. we, I think we were just in it for the fun. And I he said, you, you know you're onto something here. We didn't yeah. know you're onto something here. And I think the fact that we were so dedicated, like Annie would get off of a flight in the afternoon and we'd be sitting outside in the garage till midnight, just, just didn't we, researching, researching, writing things down. And I think it just went on and on from there. And I think we just got more and more invested in it. We just became more and more involved, didn't yeah. we? And then and then 
one of the girls is leaving, sorry. <laughs> and then it just sort of went from there, didn't it, really? Yeah. It was never meant to be. But I think also with a lot of businesses, it's really weird. I think you set up a business and you kind of think I'm going to go there. And I always think that you you never end up where you think you're going to go. That's and true. even now, we're branching off here. We're bro- we, it just doesn't stop really, does it? No. I mean, we're supplied exclusively now in Ireland. We are trying our best, aren't mm. we, to get out to I mean, we're coming to Lashcon. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to um, be here. so excited. Are you guys going to come yourself or you have a team coming or? Basically, we have two managers. Okay. Working one Danny and one with me and they're both coming out. Okay. They're so excited. You know what, they're 25 and 26, and I remember the only place I ever got sent in when I was that age was to the post office <laughs> to put the post. You know, so I think what an opportunity, and they're just so lovely, and they're so, aren't they? They're so yeah. driven. And what are their names? Opportunity. It's Emma and Paige. Yeah, and Emma's so the think, one I've been talking to, Emma's helping all this, right? Yeah. yeah. Emma was at Lash Fest. Yeah, she did meet Emma. Okay. Okay. Well, we will give them the grand welcome for sure. Thank you. No, they're lovely girls. They are so lovely. And maybe we'll entice you guys to come next year. (laughs) Another thing that's unique about you guys is that you're our partners. And I think in this industry, there are a lot of people working solo. And there are a lot of people I meet who go, man, I wish I had a partner. I just feel like I need someone to help me bear the burden because it is a lot, whether it's a salon or a product line or a training program. It's a lot when it's all on one person's shoulder. It is shoulder. a lot. And so I, we thought it would be really interesting for you guys to share a little about your challenges and what you've had to work through with this. So when you guys first decided to do this, was it one of those things where you're just like equally like, yeah, we'll just do this 50-50. How did you decide your roles? Did you both have different strengths and weaknesses that complemented each other? So I think it was just a given, wasn't it? Annie was yeah. more the testing, the lash tech bringing in new things. And my background before owning the salon was finance. Um, I headed up a finance team. So we had different ideas, didn't we, quite a lot. But we both knew our roles. And even now, we both know our roles. And we have people working with us who kind of come behind us. It is funny, though. I think in the beginning, we did butt heads quite a lot, didn't we? I didn't want to say that. I'm being honest. I feel like it's kind of got to a point now where we know now, don't we? And it's like... Yeah, I know, we, we've never we thought, I mean, oh, no, I can honestly say that. we've never, well, I think the age gap, of people don't know Annie and I, but what's the age gap? 21, 21 years. years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, everyone, and everyone always meets us and says, oh, are you mum and daughter? And, you know, sometimes I got so fed up of asking now, I'd say yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're both blonde and, yeah, so um, I think that's been really, really good for us because there is a, I'm coming from one direction and Annie's coming from another. So I think that's really positive because she'll do things. I think, oh, God, Annie, that, you know. Do you know what was funny as well in the beginning? Tina, I hope you don't mind me saying, didn't really know much about social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to teach you. Facebook, yeah. Now we've got younger girls in here. I now yeah. don't know anything about it and they're having to teach us. Yeah. yeah. Me yeah. now, aren't they? I, I remember <laughs> Annie put me on Facebook. I'd never done Facebook because we didn't. Mm-hmm. And um, I think somebody's dog had died and I liked it. Oh. I like, <laughs> like somebody's dog died. She's like, oh, my God, just friend. You know, and it was. Yeah, put a sad face, not a like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's it's a- a- I think it was a laughing face. I think it might have been a laughing face. And then I'd post and she'd say, what have you done? And I'm like, oh, I can't believe I've done that. (laughs) I I get it. Can you tell us a little bit, you said earlier, Annie, that you guys butted heads in the beginning. Can you give us an example of what that looked like and what was that? I guess what you're learning to work together, what type of things would cause that conflict? I mean, I'm still going to be honest. I think we're both a little bit stubborn. I'm probably the more stubborn one. Mm. But it was also, I think, in the beginning, I didn't necessarily understand the whole business 
side of things of where Tina was coming from. So Tina would come to me with an idea, or I'm going to go with that one. (laughs) Tina would come to me with an idea. I didn't really understand it. It didn't really make sense to me. Maybe not have been explained properly. I'm not sure. It probably just wasn't me listening properly, if I'm completely honest. And we just, it it just wouldn't go in, would it? And then we would kind of be a bit like sisters almost. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think I was coming from a place where people listening might have said, I think the more you give away, the more comes back. Mm -hmm. We'd have all these influencers coming to us, wouldn't we? And and all these youngsters. And I'd go, oh, Annie, I'm going to send this out and I'm going to send that out. And you couldn't really get what I was saying. And I was just thinking... Sure, let's share the love. You give things and things come back. And I think we see that now, don't yeah, we? And I I'm think that sure was, it was that Annie's way. always yeah. had sort of hope back. Don't do this. Don't, you know, aren't you? It's more, I want to give the world away, which which I shouldn't be. But yeah, mm. I don't know. And it was other things. What other things? How did, did you guys, like? so you would have a disagreement like that. How did you come to a decision? Did you finally say, well, I will just let you just make the final decision? Because obviously you are 50-50. So, you know, it's hard sometimes when you come to certain points in your company. And I mean, and Tuss and I, because what we do are so distinct. I make decisions on lash con decisions and stuff, but she does all the training decisions, lash decisions. So there's really a very clear boundary where we make decisions. But for you guys, how did you finally decided well i don't like your idea but you go ahead or how did you i guess now we're at the stage where we know that that person knows more about what we're dealing with yeah and so i think even back one in of us time. down yeah i think even back in and then even now like with social media and things there's a lot of yeah. things that you don't agree with yeah kind of going with the times yeah whoever was stronger in the subject we went with that i think that yeah. would be true today would you yeah yeah i think that's how it happened yeah but we have to hang our heads sometimes yeah don't we? and we kind of got we learned it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. We go on holiday together. I was recently Annie's bridesmaid. So it, it can work. You just need to get the right partner. Yes. <laughs> and it sounds like you guys were fortunate because I know people I've talked to, it's, it's not the right partner. And they finally either one steps out or one takes a, a different role, maybe a, a smaller cut and says, well, I will be almost like an employee now because, you know, we butt heads all the time. So it's interesting to see. So this through, the, uh, I guess, trial and error, right? You guys tried this. And as you learned each other's expertise, and which is what we did, like Tuss in the early days, I think had a lot more say in what we were doing with our media or with our events stuff. And I really would have more pride to say with train, but now I almost like, what do you want to do? <laughs> you decide, because I will just be there to help support her in whatever that decision making is. So the biggest thing for me was learning my blind spots and learning also how to communicate. So if he would say no to something, I'd get really mad. And sometimes I was wrong though. And that took a little bit of humility to be able to say, just because I think it's right, doesn't mean it is. And I think one of the biggest ways that we learned that I saw it was, we watched the show. We have a show here. It's called The Prophet. And it's about a big shot. Marcus Lomonas. He's a billionaire kind of guy. And he goes in and say, buy small businesses, troubling business. And it makes for good TV because the owners got a great idea, but they're a little bit eccentric. And I began to see some of these ideas that these business owners were just like dying on a hill for things that were kind of ridiculous. And I saw myself in that and I recognized, oh, I don't always have the answers. There's so much more that I don't know. So that was kind of a learning curve for me, (laughs) a little humility. We acknowledge that. I think though, us too, because we didn't know a lot. Um, Did we really? I I mean, I struggled with it more because obviously... I've never really come from that kind of a businessy background. Yeah. Lashes, beauty, yeah. Do you know what? I'm a girl, but... When it came to like the actual business side of things, 
I struggled to understand it. So mm. I probably struggled with that more. But I feel like now we're in, we've kind of got through that. Yeah, it? yeah. Just and now we don't have that because if we so there's probably about there's quite a few girls in here and a lot of youngsters. So if ever we bring something new in now, it's not just Annie and I. We go around the office, everyone marks what they like, and it's a team. And I love that. Yeah. Do you? We all come. I'm always the one who chooses something that they don't like, but it's always going to happen. But it, it's more of a team, isn't it? Mm. We we do everything together when we're bringing in new items, new lashes, new colours, new range. Yeah. It's really lovely. That's great. It's so you're very collaborative. It sounds like you guys really love to get voices, not just from you two, but bring in a team. Yeah. yeah. Now I think that's really important for an office that you're a team. Especially when you're bringing out new products as well, because you might think something's a good idea, but someone might turn around and go, no, actually, that's awful, terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's good to listen to everyone that's yeah. in the office. You yeah. might not always agree with what they're saying, but it's good yeah. to voice it. Yeah. Totally. Being open and being okay to say, you're right, let's not do that. <laughs> it's, they, Sometimes I, what a 17-year-old says and you think, wow, but nine out of ten times they have made the right choice because they're more up-to-date with stuff, aren't they, on social media and yeah. No, totally. I could totally see it. Now, for you guys, what would you say are uh, one or two great benefits? And then the opposite, what are, are a couple of things that you say are just kind of the negatives of being partners that really make it hard and make you sometimes go, oh, it's so hard to be a partner. You could share both the positive and the maybe like a negative thing about it. So negative would be I wake up in the morning. I think I really don't want to go in. I'm going to ring in sick. <laughs> then I think, no, this is the truth. Then I think, Right, is Annie going to believe me? Am I going to lie to Annie? And obviously, mm. of course, I'm not. So I have to be here every day. <laughs> yeah. <an> extra... <laughs> I make you right. The amount of times I roll over and I've got a hangover or something, and I'm just thinking, I can't face it today, but I can't let you down. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's a positive is I get to be with my friend every day. And we're a company where, uh, like, my goddaughter's here, my sister, Annie's mum, Annie's cousin. We, I get to be, oh, I, yeah. I don't me it feels I love what we do and I and the girls are wonderful we always doing things with them so that is a positive for me and um, another negative is it never stops oh, it's 24 stop. 7 you know everyone else is having a bank holiday and you aren't I'd say that's a big thing isn't it yeah that's the partners that's the partners you know we're always you know I, Annie will ring me and I you know you need to be there on call because I don't want to let you down and you don't want to let me down do you know do what you? else as well if we go away say like if we'll go on a girl's trip or yeah. whatever we're doing the rest of the girls that we're with they can all kind of relax have yeah, dinner all the rest of it we're forever on the emails checking the yeah. Instagram you can relax but it's never fully and I think the partnership as you you did touch on earlier is you're never on your own they're full they're falling with you mm. if you're on a high they're high with you and <laughs> it's not so that you're not like you two you've always got each other to bounce off of so you never feel alone I think it's really yeah. important for me anyway. That's a nice positive. Yeah, that's so positive. Yeah. Yeah, because in our industry, most lash artists work, do work alone. Yeah. So there is yeah, that benefit. True. It is nice to have somebody with you to share your joy. It's like a team. You do things together. Your wins are together and you have each other to support each other when things don't go so well. Partnerships are a great thing, but you really need to make sure. And not always great friends make great partners. Not always great husbands and wives make partners. It really is hard. Do you think there are certain keys you say to finding that right partner that you would say or advise people like, hey, I'm thinking I want to get a partner with my business. What kind of advice would you give to someone about doing that? I would make sure they've got the same work ethic as yes. you. If they're willing to give it everything. And that to me is why a lot of partnerships don't work out. And you're both willing to just, like we did, didn't we? We, put, we yeah, stopped everything 
and we put it on the line to get to where we are and we did it together didn't yeah. we yeah I think Matt is so key and you're both financially is another thing you both need to be able to put you know obviously a startup business is not easy and um, so you both need to know what you're going into and be able to put show yeah. hunger as well yeah yeah it, it, to show yeah. the passion that that is what you yeah. want to do and that you've got the drive to put into it i think what you just said as well about yeah it. i think it's great the whole thing with work ethic i had a friend who started a software company and his partner would work four hours a day and he would work 10 or 12. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? That didn't work out. Eventually, that type of one person, you know, was like, I come in, I like to sleep in, I come in to work, and then you always have to have a reason to leave early. And after about a year and a half, my friend's like, I just can't. I mean, a year, I couldn't even believe he's lasted a year and a half. I mean, I, I would last maybe a month. And I'd be like, I'm done with you. I can't work with someone who works one third as hard as me and expect you to get 50% of the company. That's not how it works. But you're right. Finding that, that's great tips. Because I don't think people always think about that. They're just thinking, oh, we're best friends. We'll love working together. And no. I think it's about going above and beyond. We go above and beyond. The amount of mornings I'll come in. You know, we come in early. And, and I know Annie's going to be here because we both know how, how difficult the day is going to be. Or, or we're both doing things outside of work. But we, we match each other, don't yeah. we? And we don't, we don't even talk about it. It just, it just happens because yeah. it's not easy. When it comes to conversations, is every conversation about the business? Or do you guys try to intentionally <laughs> say, let's, can we talk about family? Talk about our lives. What are you learning? What are you doing? What are you doing this weekend? Or is it always like, man... Everything about us is always focused on the goal of growing the business and, and all that. I can pretty much categorically say every conversation we have is about the business in some respect. Yeah. There is a family chat in there. Loads we've done family, it the weekend yeah. Yeah, and all the rest of it. We're always doing that. But every phone call, there is something pink fishies related. Yeah. There. And I've been banned from home <laughs> for mentioning pink fishies. Yes. <laughs> I didn't think I was talking about it a lot, but apparently I was. We had a similar thing with the salon when we were managing it and running it, especially times of crisis. The kids would be like, no more salon talk, no more work. You know, we'd be like, oh, I, I didn't think it was, but it did consume. Yeah. She wakes up and I wake her up because, you know, I, I get really early now. And I, I first thing I start talking about, oh, hey, I heard about this in the business. Da, 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 da. I'm like... Now you're like, hello. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> you know, it's to start talking. Now our kids are all grown up. It's not the same thing, but when do you kind of have a common goal, right? It becomes your consuming passion. Like, how can we grow this? How can we make impact? How can we help people? How can we solve problems? That's a never ending journey. There's never a day where like, wow, no more problems. Everything's selling itself. I could just sit here and drink Kool-Aid all day and do nothing else. So not gonna happen yeah <laughs> <Not gonna> happen. <laughs> so let's um let's talk a little bit more about the business and, and maybe some of the things that you guys do in your business as far as building a brand i see people doing all the time and some people blow up and some people don't and i know you guys are one of the bigger brands definitely in the uk you guys have done well you've succeeded what do you think's behind that like why do you guys feel like you guys have risen and growing your brand well i know there's plenty of brands that have come into existence even after 2017 and they're still today struggling not very small yeah. just one operator working in our garage like you guys were in the early days what do you think separates you or has gotten you to where you are today i feel like we've just never stopped never yeah. given up keep trying to push think of new products just trying to stay on top of the trends and all the rest of it and bringing in things that you see and people ask for i mean even stuff that i found helpful over my years of doing lashes. We're just trying to 
keep up with what everyone wants and yeah. the pushing yeah. and you're amazing at the marketing side of things like trying to get ideas out aren't you and and I'll be honest I think we've pushed further since we've had some really good we've had some really good marketing staff on board yeah amazing girls uh, we just brought out a um what's the range Alice in Wonderland range and everyone's been sent a tea bag and because we're having a tea party to launch you know and yeah. we do things and they're brilliant they're honestly some of the stuff they do is absolutely brilliant and we always try to do fun stuff if we can I think that's why, yeah. I think it's really important to be personable as well with yeah your customers. And obviously, when we were in the garage, we pretty much <laughs> knew everyone's names, didn't yeah. we? They'd come in, they'd have a cup of tea with us, pick yeah. up their orders, yeah. whatever they're doing. Obviously, we post orders out as well. But I feel, I feel like our customer service, I mean, I don't really want to... We try our best. To yeah, be. we try. We really try. And I think that, that helps as well, yeah. doesn't it? Because there's a lot of other places that sometimes you can't even get hold of the, the yeah. companies. You know, so I think that's a massive difference as well. If people know they can trust you if they've all just gone missing or whatever's happened because things know they do go wrong you. you've got no control over it things get lost and oh with the yeah. couriers especially yeah. around christmas it's a nightmare yeah isn't it? <laughs> oh. so i don't want to open next christmas there's a lot of postmen walking around with fabulous eyelashes yeah we think sure. there is yeah <laughs> i actually I, I love that you said customer service because i feel like a lot of people really underplay how important that is i feel like the reason why our salon blew up was because we just provide service that other people didn't do. Like everyone else just gave kind of like, oh yeah, just the minimal, what you expect. And we found little special ways to do something extra. Like you said, being available. I mean, you're, it's true. I've tried to reach the last brands and I can't reach anyone. Or it takes a week to get an email from them. And I think that's discouraging to people when that's the type of response you get back. And if you're able to respond quickly, engage with people, you are going to set yourself apart from other brands. Yeah, we really, really try to. Um, I mean, some nights we were on Instagram, we were answering people at midnight. Well, we, yeah, we had to stop in the we end. We had to stop in the end. <laughs> it was much a curfew, didn't we, of a night time that we don't yeah. Because otherwise it is just too much. You're not sociable then, are you, at home and, yeah. and all the rest of it. But we do try. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have, I think as you go along, we have made some changes. We've yeah. had to, because I think otherwise my children would have asked me to move out. Because <laughs> we were at the table and I'm answering a, a question on on lashes or whatever we're doing so yeah we are getting better we're a work in progress we definitely are but that's the way it is right when you're beginning you it's it's all consuming it's all it's like 24 7 you work till midnight you work all crazy hours but as you get some momentum hopefully you can pull back and begin to at least enjoy a little bit more freedom and all that i don't get to sunday and think oh no i'm going back to work i mm. get to i get to sunday and think here we go again and that's really sad but i mean i'm 53 and I you know maybe what? not be doing this with much more. I'm not sure, but I just love what we do. Uh, I have to say, Monday's my favourite day in the office. Yeah, mate. Now. That's great. <laughs> I don't know why. People hate Mondays normally, but they we are always love Mondays. You get to see all the girls and what they've done over the weekend. Yeah. And, it's always yeah. really buzzing. It's always really, yeah. on a Monday. Those are people come in to buy things. It's lovely. Yeah. Well, that's great. And that shows you're doing something you like. I mean, if you're dreading yeah. Mondays, that might be a sign to change your career or change your job, right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people should then. Yeah, no, it really, really, uh, definitely. What's one of your biggest struggles today in running your brand? Where's the area that it's like you're still trying to find a way to make it work better for you guys? I think the thing that we struggle with the most in here is it's not even so much necessarily about the company. I find it's trying to get the knowledge out there to people about how adhesives work and Mm -hmm. the difference between certain lashes. And I feel like people often want to try and blame a product 
without knowing fully what it is. So it's I feel like our struggle is trying to we, we I mean we obviously do training and things like that now. We do try and put helpful tips up on our Instagram. We've got yeah. FAQs, blogs out there just trying to explain products because one of the biggest things is people in the UK or not even in the UK, wherever, just not really fully understanding what they're doing. And blues is a big problem, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> blues. Yes. Are you, you know change seasons temperatures it, it's not easy is yeah, it and i don't think people understand how to use them and i think yeah i think that's a really oh. big issue isn't it and obviously if, if we get lashes that come in faulty from our suppliers or any products that come in faulty it's just a nightmare especially with covid trying to keep up with stock levels and all the rest mm. of it it was yeah it was crazy wasn't it mm. but they're our biggest for me i'd yeah. say Faulty products. Oh my gosh, I hate faulty products. Yeah. We actually had some tweezers delivered today that have kind of turned out to be a hybrid in between two of our other tweezers. <laughs> oh no. so, enough in stock, thankfully, but obviously we're having to have those remade now. So it's just things like that. Yeah, so you'll order, I don't know, a thousand decurl in a mix and they turn up and you've got a J. Sometimes it's not our fault, but it is our fault because we need to, to supply it. Yeah. I mean, everything is handmade, each box is individual. Sometimes, and other lash brands will say this, they, they mark it up as a DO713 and it's actually a 10. Yeah. Unless, we, you know, it's really hard. And then when you've got it in a box, it's really hard, mm. isn't it, to say we absolutely try our best, but that's really frustrating because it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. And then um, that, that's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, I'm sure everyone's <laughs> going it. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's going through it. Obviously, you want to get good vendors who provide consistent yeah. product, but it, there's always going to be that thing going on right it's not gonna be yeah mistakes are gonna happen yeah they're gonna happen for you well that's good and i hope you know for people who are thinking about branding or product i think some of the takeaways would be one it took you guys over a year to get everything together to even get launched and then just know that it is going to be a constant struggle working with people and do you lose money you when you guys when that happens you guys are able to get a refund or get a credit or do they just say sorry that was our problem they hate saying sorry. They <laughs> said sorry. I'd probably be be okay. It's our fault, and but no, it's difficult. Isn't I, it? I think it's better now. I feel like we've got some really good, really good relationships. Really good relationships yeah. with a few of our suppliers. Obviously, we've got quite a few, and they are really good. So they we don't always lose money on those kind of things, do we? Yeah. Slash? But I mean, they might replace them. <laughs> they might say, "Can you relabel them?" So we kind of try to work with them, but. Um, yeah, we've had a few that we don't use anymore because everything's our fault. And how can it be when we didn't produce it? Mm. It is fascinating. <laughs> That's terrible. Do you think that it's mostly cultural or is it just what their policies are to not take responsibility? I just think it's their policy. and It's hard to know. know whether they think you're Wallies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. We are Wallies, I know. Can I just ask what's Wallies mean? What does that mean? Oh, sorry. It's um, like an idiot. Like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where does that come from? What is a Wally? Where does it come oh, from? I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is, it, is it a London thing? I don't know. Oh, I you love worry. it, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't go around saying it don't, to everyone. I was going to say, don't go around. Yeah. Okay, don't say that. We'll ask ChatGBT where that came from. <laughs> so funny. Um, well, now, for you guys also, because I know we're running out of time here, I want to ask about real quickly about your training. You guys, I know one of the things that it's brought to me and said, oh yeah, we really focus on training. It's really important. And obviously right now it sounds like one of your biggest pain points is trying to educate people so they understand and feel empowered and aren't having the wrong perceptions on things. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit about your training and also if someone's listening, where they can find about it and all that. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Our training, 
we started, so obviously as Tina touched on in the beginning, we originally trained to become trainers back in 2012, 12, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. We never really did anything with it at that point. And then we launched, when we launched Pink Fishes, we launched our training, I believe, in 2018, the year after. Um, we were initially doing it out of my, I had a beauty room in my house, so I could get three couches in there. So we were doing it in there, actually, weren't we? I think we did it in your lounge on yeah, one occasion. yeah. We just knew it wasn't that professional. It was, I mean, it was professional, the training we were giving, but the actual atmosphere, yeah, the environment. The yeah. setup, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. So we moved to where we are now in 2019. We've got a whole academy section down the other end, which is, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's so much more professional. It's cosy, it's nice. But yeah, we really try and focus on giving quality training to people because I just know that you can get so many courses now on, I think, Groupon and things like that where you can just get online courses for like £15, things like that. And I just – I don't know about you, and I know you can get some really amazing online courses. I'm a firm believer in that I think that one-to-one – not one-to-one training, like in-person training is where this industry kind of needs to go because I feel like – I don't know about you, my eyesight is not that great on certain now. And to look at a computer screen to do a whole course, it wouldn't be any good for me necessarily. I'd need to be there in person. And I feel like our training, it's really evolutionized. Is that the right word? Is that is that what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I think this should be a new word. It's evolutionized. I, I like love that. it. It's a great word. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to go with it. I feel like we're trying to really, from where we came to where we are now, I feel like our training is so much more in depth, isn't it? And going yes. through, explain everything to yeah. them. They can come back to us yeah. at any point if there's anything they're not sure of. Mm. Yeah. And we only train four at a time because we want to keep the classes small. And if somebody's really struggling, and um, we've had people who come back two or three days afterwards, we don't charge. We just bring them back because oh. see, we want them to go away confident. Even and, two years yeah. later, people still come, still back, come back to reset the course again. And we're doing yeah. that for free because I truly believe in this industry is an amazing industry and it needs to be, the standards need to be set, if that makes sense. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, we offer all different courses now. We've started off with just the classic Russian and was it Lash Lift I think we started with? Yeah, that didn't was coming after a while, didn't it? Yeah, actually? we've kind of expanded now. We do brows as well. We do classic and pre-fan training just because yeah. some people don't want to learn the, the handmade techniques. So we kind of, we are getting there, aren't we, and expanding. Mm. Expanding, maybe that was the word I was looking for earlier. We um, <laughs> expanded our training now quite a lot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So we've got quite a few different. We've got our main academy here um, in Chelmsford in Essex. And then we've got a training centre in Berwick-upon-Tweed which is up north, I believe. Is, is it up north? It is, yeah. isn't it? We've got one in Kent. We've just been over to Ireland. We've got, we did some training over there for one of our suppliers. That was in Dublin. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, I think there's some cork as well, potentially at the end of the year, which they want to put on. But yeah, so we, we have a lot of trainers who use in our, don't we? We, yeah, we supply. We do a lot of affiliate. Uh, we've got affiliated trainers. Is that yeah. kind of like one of your core things? Is the training now? It seems to really. It sounds like because I don't know too many places have training centers all over the place. They usually have trainers or they have a training in their one place. But you guys seems like you've been able to get this spread out and have more impact. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like the training is. I know I keep banging on about it, but I think it's like a really vital part of being in this industry. You need to make sure that you're offering proper education to people so and we work with a lot of trainers um i think one of our big things is kits where, where people always customizing their own kits mm-hmm. 
Um, so which is, you know, they'll say, oh, we're training and we use Pink Fish's products, which is nice for us. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, we she's got like her own insurance company as well now. So we oh, that's right. Pond- I saw that. I saw you guys have insurance, which yeah. I thought was great. I've never seen that, that before. Great. Yeah. They're probably- People, my sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my sister said do it, so we did. No, that's great. Yeah. That's that's thinking outside the box. That's what every Innovation. last artist needs. So providing something like that, I think, is great, and that's good for yeah. you guys too. I know we have a, we need to let you go because I know you guys have to get your time. We're running out. I don't want to hold you over. So I do appreciate you guys making this time, being on, introducing you guys, hopefully to a larger American audience, and hopefully more people will get to come in the last con and meet your brand there personally. Are you guys going to be any other things here in the United States, or is Lashcon, your big, uh, your presence this year. Lashcon's the big one, but you never know what Emma's going to put on our desk next. Okay. Pop her up around. So, Ayo, can you real quickly, where can people find you online, on your Instagram, and all that? So, our website is www.pinkfishes.com. Our Instagram is at pinkfishesLashco. Same on Facebook, at Pinkfishes yeah. Co. We're on TikTok. We do a lot of TikTok lives on there as well. The girls are really energetic on there. It's great to watch. I can't think of what the handle is for TikTok. That's really bad, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oops. You ask me something. No, no. <laughs> well, if you type in probably Pink Fishes, I'm going to guess on yeah. the search, they'll probably pop up. Again. Yeah, so you can get us on email as well. You can pretty much get us all over the place. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure getting to meet you and talk to you. And uh, we're excited to have you guys be part of LashCon this year. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll have you guys come out. And we will hopefully be back in the UK. We went to the UK twice this year. We got to go to London Lashes event and Lash Fest. We were out there too. So we fell in love with your country. It's a, we We'd love, love to come back. So <laughs> Thank you. Oh, please do. Then we can have a cup of tea. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. And I got my first high tea. Had never done that before. And it was way too much sugar for me. <laughs> well, he ate all the sweets. That's why. I, I, I loved every moment of it. But afterwards, I was like, okay, I can't do that again like that much. I got to moderate a little bit better. So, anyhow, mm-hmm. thank you guys. It's been a pleasure having you on our, our show today. Yay. Right. Have a lovely day. Thanks. Hey guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We're out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And remember to get your ticket for LashCon if you've been holding out. This is it. The last week before it goes up another $100. You do not want to miss it. Buy it today. On behalf of my Lash Fish Tusney, as well as our special guests, Tina and Annie, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, if you have a friend in the lash industry, 